Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we're not striving to be tastemakers, professional critics, or make objective value judgments here. We're just putting new music in front of you and encouraging you to listen and support the stuff that you like, regardless of what our opinions are on it. If you like something, buy a record, buy a shirt, go see a band. The format of the show is quite simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice as to randomize the selection process and usually get through between five and seven bands per episode. If you want to submit music, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. If you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. And if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. I will be really brief with my, uh, my preface to the show, my my pre-actual show banter, I'll keep it limited because I know you had some stuff to share. Not really. Go I, ahead. I went to see a local band Mollocks last show last night. Uh, initially, they weren't going to do a last show. I tried to have it line up so that their last gig was going to be the Combust gig that I booked at the Bug House, which was also the Bug House send-off, uh, and it didn't end up working out. So I'm glad that they got to do a last show in general. Um, was cool. It's a band who, regardless of whether or not you care for their music, were young people who almost single-handedly revitalized young folks' interests in hardcore mm-hmm. and heavy music in Fort Wayne. Sure. Um, which is really sick. They Their band forming happened to coincide with the early beginning stages of me doing the Bug House, and I think those two things combined just provided a perfect breeding ground for a bunch of new kids. It was my first show at the Legion. Um, really cool space, actually. Cool space. It's big, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was packed. Really, really good turnout. In Cold Blood was very, very good. Very yeah. good, yes. Uh, I mean, it's not like the original lineup. I think it's a couple original guys. Mm-hmm. The main original guy, other than Aaron Melnick, who obviously hasn't been in it since the you know the classic record in 95, but Blaze, Tishko, still plays guitar. They sounded fucking awesome. Cool. I wish that it had gone over better, but like they're a 90s Cleveland-style hardcore band, so the dance parts aren't like what young kids at the last disappear slash last Moloch show are expecting where it just goes. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, they're dun, not dun. obvious. Right. It's not the obvious. It's like danceable hardcore. Right. You know what I mean? They were really fucking good though. It was cool to hear some of those songs live. They played a lot of classic material as well as some new tracks, like unreleased tracks that are like fully on par with the classic stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's great. They have not skipped a beat. Uh, Blaze is still writing, ripping fucking Cleveland hardcore songs. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it was a good time. There was some weird towny stuff going on. There were some towny kids that came out that were like grabbing people's legs and like well like walking up to them yeah like while people were dancing like grabbing their legs like getting on the ground and like grabbing their legs and had to be like escorted out and like talked to like you can't do this you're going to get beat up badly by somebody <laughs> you know like somebody is going to be really bummed about this grown men like oh yeah they just don't get it early 20s get yeah, yeah. not children no 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 like grown men like yeah. towny ass grown men not you know a 15 year old kid you just tell like hey that's not really how it is and they're like oh okay right, cool, right, right. oops no this was like these were men <laughs> you know men with maybe some sort of mental deficiency but nonetheless grown men with tattoos sure. who drove to the show and were imbibing you sure. know what i'm saying so um but other than that it was a good time Good, uh, good vibes in the spot. Mm -hmm. Liked it. Had a had a blast. It was cool to have a send off for some Fort Wayne bands. Cool. You went to see Class mm -hmm. in Indianapolis, which, admittedly, that was the show I would have preferred to go to. I thought about driving down for it just because I really fucking like Class, but I thought I I, I felt some obligation to attend the last show of uh, an important young local hardcore band, so I did that instead. How was the Class gig? I don't know. You don't know? No. I ended up not going. Oh, you didn't go. No, okay. and, and but there's a very good reason. Right? Okay, sure. So number, I'm gonna do. It, it's week three. Maybe it's like fucking. This has been four years of full on old man yelling at cloud shit. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I actually have a note right here. I'm gonna preface. Okay. I have a note here. That's the only note that I took yeah. last week, and it just was. I took it when I was editing the last episode. And it says here, I tend to think not being on social media is conducive to a healthier mind, but Nate might be proof that that's not true. Oh, it definitely is true. <laughs> I, I don't know. It definitely is. I'm not sure. No, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. Right? Hey, I'm not on social media. Yes. I, I don't live on the internet, so I know. I'm not part of the secret club that sure. gets the flyer three days before it's, uh -huh. you know, the, it's, the show is out. Sure, yeah. Which yeah. is bonkers to me. Micah, it, it, Micah and I were talking about that, like... That's is. fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. There's no doubt about that. Right. Agree. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that was actually a thing. Yes. You know, like, hey, the show's tomorrow. Here's the fucking flyer. Sure. On the class tour poster. Yeah. It had the the venue spelled wrong, I think. Okay. It's Atomic Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atomic Duck Pin or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not hip dandy. I don't really give a fuck. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's some cool people there. There's some good restaurants there, but its existence doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? You can say that about any location like, yeah, on Earth, I do. I do say that about yeah, any location on Earth, sure, right? Yeah. Like, I don't really give a fuck about Indy. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know if there's actually a place called Action Bowl the, uh, in Action the same Bowl. building as Atomic Bowl. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm not sure. I don't know either. That could be confusing. Yeah. So it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Couldn't find a flyer, whatever. Had to ask Micah. Yeah. Sends me the flyer. Uh-huh. 10 p.m. start time. 10 p.m. start 10 time? 10 p.m. start time. Are you shitting me? No, I'm not shitting you. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I said. I was like, oh, sick. Because, like, I was down there all fucking day. Yeah. I got down there, like, you know, fucking 8 a.m. because I had to work. Sure. Which means I left here at, like, 5. I mean, yeah, yeah, at yeah. 6, 5.36. I made a stop. Yeah. Uh, Down there all day fucking working. Mm -hmm. Get off work. It's, like, 4. Right. And I'm like, yo, let's, you know... Hit up Micah. I'm like, let's, let's get something to fucking eat or whatever. I'm done. I'm down a clown. What, sure. you know, what, what, where's the flyer for the show? Yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck, does it actually start at 10? He goes, yeah, a lot of shows down here have been starting at 10. That's crazy. That dude. is absolutely insane. I I would rather have the show be the beginning of a nice evening. Yeah, Instead sure. of the end of a long-ass fucking 
day. No doubt, dude. Now, in the defense of the potential defense, because this is just conjecture on my part, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna shoot bail right to these organizations and say that there's some, there's a strong possibility that businesses that have a legitimate sort of day and evening operation, right. they're waiting to close, right? Like, I don't care. I mean, okay, so I will say, for my purposes, I don't care. You're right. Like, I, they I may care. have a good I, reason I, I to do it. I don't care. But it's not going to It's not gonna I, get me through right, the door. Like, the I don't care. I might salute and say, right. I understand what you got <laughs> to do, like, what you got to do. Care. But no, I'm not going I to show I don't care. No way. No way. No. 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 Like, I was ready to be home. I was like, okay, so maybe the show fucking starts at 7 or 8. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I get home midnight? Yeah, midnight or 1, yeah. 1? Right. No. Yeah, no way, Jose. No way. No, 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 no. no. I'm, not, I'm not pushing it until 3 or 4 in the morning. My goal is to have all of the shows that I do done by 10. Yes. No so matter what day of the fun. week it is. You can go, go get, do whatever. Yeah, you can go get some food. There's still a couple you hours to chill. You can go get chill. fucking loaded, fucking do some rails. I don't give a fuck. Whatever you like to do. Right. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. But, like, don't make me stand around all goddamn day. No. Now, hats off for keeping it secret. Yeah. Right? Sure. Hats off for making people work for it, I sure. guess. I Maybe guess. Maybe you don't actually have to work for it if you fucking participate in social hell. Sure. But, like, you know, what the fuck? At 10 p.m. start, are you fucking nuts? But here's the thing. I, I think in our defense, like, yeah, this could read— It's probably also a city thing, too. A city thing to some extent, perhaps. But I think in our defense, this could read as old man yells at cloud. But me at 16 didn't want to no, go to a show no, that started no, no, at 10 No, 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 no. That's the thing, man. I want it done by then so I can go get something to eat with my friends. Yeah. The night is fucking young. We can go do things. Yeah, it's, also, it's always nice when I have shows wrap up by 9.30 or 10.00. And a band is staying with me yeah, as well, so we can chill. We can chill. Dude, if, you know I'm, I mean? if I'm playing a show, yeah, I don't want to start play a show that starts at ten. No, are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely not. The only time that I will ever play shows like that is a really specific. You know, if I get asked to play the Brass Rail locally, and it's a show that I actually want to play, and I know that we're getting paid well, that's the one time I'll do it. When has it ever turned out that you're playing like? You don't go on until like close to the stroke of midnight. Uh huh. And you're like, yeah, great show. A couple times. Almost never. Almost never. A couple times and dozens and dozens of times yeah. of having done that in my life. Fuck that. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't go see him. Bummer. Mike and I just. Bummer, but out, I don't blame you. Hung out and we bitched about shit. Sure, yeah. And we talked about, you know, records and games. And then uh, we went and got some fucking uh, Vietnamese. Right on. What's Which spot? I don't know. Spot in Fountain Square? No. Okay. Hell no. I wasn't going down there. Okay. I was, I was out by his place. Oh, okay. Right on, right on. Cool. So I, I don't know. It was pretty good. It would, uh, you know. A good hang with Micah is still a, a plenty good time in Indianapolis. Yeah, and here's the thing. I left at 9 p.m. There you go. Right? Home I said to Micah, I was like, I can't, during the one weird, I was like, I can't fucking imagine. We still would have to wait another hour. Yeah. Did Micah end up not going either? Then? Yeah, he didn't go. Yeah, of course yeah. he's not going to go. Yeah, for sure. Right? No way. Yeah. So whatever. I didn't see him. There you go. I didn't I, see any any bands. I heard they were good. <laughs> I I'm saw sure they, they I saw people great. posting about them being quite good. But they yeah. sound great. But 10 p.m. You know, at 10 p.m. is for no an out of town show, particularly like if Class were playing here. Sure. 10 p.m. start okay, time. Fine. Okay, fine. But they better play first. Because, I mean, even if they're not playing first, I'll show up, watch the set, and then I can leave. And yeah. I'm 10, 5 to 10 minutes from home, fine. Whatever. Right. I'll, I'll suck it yeah. up. But with a two-hour drive afterwards, no, no way. No, 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 no way. No. All right. You got anything else, or should we uh, jump into it? Not really. I think I'm going to have to get surgery on my other arm. I got, a, I got a tumor or something. A tumor? I'm not joking. On your arm? Yeah. An arm tumor? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, does that happen? It's been hurting like hell. My left arm. Uh-huh. And uh, there's like 
a fucking lump right in there. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But typically, tumors don't grow on arms, correct? I mean, hypothetically, well, you t- can tumors grow wherever there's sure you tissue. can you could have a growth anywhere, right? But it's like uh, wouldn't be like a cancerous tumor on your arm. Right? I don't know. We're gonna find out <laughs> tomorrow. Are you getting a biopsy on it? I don't know. I'm going to go see a doctor. And okay. They say, well, we should take a biopsy. I'll be like, sure, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't go that way. Hopefully, you don't have arm cancer it's my dominant hand too yeah 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 i mean i guess it would be if you had a tumor on your arm and it was cancerous i guess it would be bone no it's soft okay i think it's like it's like in the soft it seems like you're probably fine soft tissue gets tumors all the time sure it's probably it would be a benign tumor just like uh, it could be a a growth of i think it's probably can't a a a a, a calcium buildup perhaps no it's 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 soft and it hurts okay and it's uh, firmly embedded in the muscle it's probably fine. We'll see. I'm to if, 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 you, I, if you stop hearing from us all of a sudden. If, if I have to get, if I, I'm kind of torn, I've been thinking about it. If I had to get like a, a prosthetic, uh-huh. do I want like a futuristic, like, you know, cyberpunk, like, let, let's, that sounds pretty cool. Sure, of course. But then just like a fucking hook. A hook, there. yeah, a hook, I mean. <laughs> and I'm not talking about like with the pincers. No, the no, 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 no. Like, I'm just talking about like. A hook. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, there's something very appealing about that. Because <laughs> you find, you, that, you really get to embody the character at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I think that even even considering the possibility of an arm amputation is probably thinking several steps ahead of where we're at in the process right now. Hurts like the Dickens. It's, it, I think an arm amputation in this day and age is very rare. Extremity amputation in the Western world is not hyper common. I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's, let's see if we can get some stats on <laughs> and that. And typically I think it's associated with like diabetic, uh, you know, circulation That's issues feet. and stuff. That is feet. Sure. But I'm just saying like, typically if you're talking about extremity amputation in the Western world, yeah. National Institute of Health stat pearls upper limb amputation. Uh-huh. Uh extremity upper extremity amputations are a procedure commonly done in a variety of circumstances. Yeah, but that's that language is very very no. Infection, trauma. That means it's commonly tumors. that means it's commonly performed in this no, that's a, that's a syntax issue, not a This is it says it is the third most common surgery in the United States. No, that's a lie that you're making up right that's now. Right here no, it should no. <laughs> no you have, I'm sure you're looking at that website, but you just added that. So that's not true. Mm-hmm. The third most common surgery. <laughs> you can't get me like you used to. You can't get me on stuff that is a blatant, just like that's obviously not factual. If you tell, if you told me if someone died, of course, I'm going to have to look it up because I don't fucking yeah. know. But okay. in this case, no. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> I don't have an arm next week. <laughs> We'll see. If if you don't hear from us next week, assume Nate has lost an arm in should, a medical position. Should have done it at work so I could get that payout. For sure. Dude, I would get a massive payout if I lost an arm. If you have to, here's the thing. If you find out that you're going to have to lose the arm anyway, you know, mums the word to your higher-ups. Yeah. Injure that shit at, at work, and then, ah, I got to get my arm taken off, and I then am, you get I the, am doing something with a potential for high danger yeah. tomorrow. Uh, chainsaws and stuff. Uh, just, I don't. I don't want to divulge too much. <laughs> but let's just say, because in, in case, yeah, let's just say that um, it, it has the potential to be extremely dangerous tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So okay. you know. Oh no, my arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't. Well, tomorrow's too early, right? Tomorrow's too early to say. So don't 
Don't mutilate and mangle your arm tomorrow because I it could do be it. fine. Something yeah. else would. Sure, I'm just saying, don't put yourself in a position where that could happen tomorrow because right now it could. It, it's most likely a non-cancerous mass. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, maybe you're, oh, dude, maybe you're going Tetsuo mode. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's fucked. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's get into the queue then. Uh, everybody keep Nate's arm in your thoughts and prayers. So first up tonight. We have got uh, Halloween with their self-titled record. This is a band out of Philadelphia. It was sent in by Pete, uh, who lives over in the UK, but regularly sends us cool American stuff as well. He described this as shoegaze, but not of like the epic chill variety, an edgier variety that requ- that reminds him more of uh, Loveless era MBV. Um, and he said it's real good stuff. Then we have got Degenerate Synapse with their self-titled debut release. This just came out. In fact, our friends played the release show in Chicago last night. Uh, I believe Nakai played their release mm. show. Maybe Flux Capacitor too, because I know Chris was playing a Flux Capacitor show in South Bend the night before, but at least Nakai played this show mm-hmm. last night. Yeah, um, I think it's members. I think a couple members also are in or have been in Sea of Shit. Uh, so this just dropped like yesterday, two days ago. Uh, then we've got, oh, and that was sent in by John, our buddy, local buddy John. Then we've got Cruel Faces with their self-titled release. This was sent in by Ryan, who says they are a Texas hardcore band uh, with uh, notes of Poison Idea in the mix. We'll be the judge of that. Uh, then we have got Money with their self-titled debut. Uh, this is out on Beach Impediment, so it's got to be good. Uh, just came out at the beginning of the month. This was sent in by Tom. Uh, then we have got Human Sacrifice and Levity uh, with a split release. We were sent the Human Sacrifice side specifically. It was sent in by uh, Luis, a.k.a. Lois from Groin, I think. Uh, then we have got Almost Heaven. Uh, this is just one song, Stricken with Uncertainty, I think think that it's part of a larger yeah it's it's part of like a larger self-titled release it was sent in by ethan um i got a spotify link i checked to see if it was on Bandcamp, and it was not so i had to pull it up on youtube so this is just like the auto-generated licensed oh. youtube thing yeah um he said it's uh metallic hardcore from uh north carolina and then we have got Sharp Tongues with Into the Night. This was uh, sent in by Matthias, our Swedish correspondent, who said this is like melodic, hardcore of the post-youth crew variety that we probably won't like, but is a good example of what it aims to do and has recently caught the attention of a bigger U.S. label. He didn't name who. He's being a little mysterious mm. about it. I don't know. Maybe this is, uh, is going to be a rev thing. Who knows? Uh, then we have got Total Vacation back in the queue with their Stizzy demo sent in once again by Justin from Pittsburgh and many good bands from Pittsburgh. This is some ripping fast hardcore punk that we didn't get a chance to listen to, uh, but is self-described as Jerry's Kids inspired. Uh, so I'm sure it's fucking good. Then we have got Irified Catacomb, which is a I really irified. Irified is not bad. I like irified as a fake word. We're really stretching now. Yeah, we are. Yes, irified catacomb with spiritual penetration. This is a Canadian metal band sent in by Eric. And then last up, we have nothing to bleed with mourning. Um, This was sent in by Shay, who plays in the band. Shay, who previously plays in Guardrail, a band who we had on the show, and I think dissed. We did not like fairly early in the show's existence, like first 
30 to 40 episodes. And in the email, I was told that the song that we're supposed to play is featuring Demolition. So I guess we maybe have a sample featured um, <coughs> on, the, okay. on the track that we're supposed to play on here. I'd be interested to see what sample and how it's utilized because we didn't say nice things about his previous band. <laughs> no, so. we didn't. So uh, that's it. Let's roll the dice, see what's up. All right. Well, 10. 10, okay. All right, we're going to start. We're going to start here. Nothing to Bleed with Morning. This uh, just came out on October 13th. They are from uh, West Michigan by way of Battle Creek, I think is what Shay said. Uh, we are supposed to listen to the song By the Hand of Desire. So we're going to hear By the Hand of Desire by Nothing to Bleed off of Morning. Every day it's this is pretty fucking far afield from actual hardcore i mean if this is what you're into and if this is what you're writing you're a worthless piece of shit anyway <laughs> yeah okay okay pretty 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 good and apropos sample usage there yeah uh so yeah I, i'll say up front or up top rather this is better than guardrail for sure uh i think 
the our main complaint with guardrail, as just noted in the little snippet of that, that it, it sucked and it was written by worthless pieces. <laughs> sure, shit. sure. That well, that was your criticism. I think I think mine was that uh, like it was very seven string deathcore inspired gentcore, and like we we both noted it was coming from a place that in our mind, didn't read as being influenced by hardcore. I'd say the same thing about this. I would say the same thing about this to an extent, only this is definitely influenced by modern iterations of yeah. heavy hardcore yeah, yeah, yeah. more than the previous band. I'm not sure how much membership is shared between Guardrail and Nothing to Bleed. Uh, at least Shay, maybe a couple other people. I know uh, Guardrail was also based out of Battle Creek, so who knows? I mean, that was a few years ago at this point. Um it's a step up, you know what I mean? I think it's it's better musically, it's a little bit more competent, but it still lands squarely in an area that is of zero interest to me at all. Here's the thing with a lot of this stuff, because the, 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 the waters are very muddy yeah. with a lot of modern stuff like this. Sure. Right? Because there's stuff in there that I fucking, I think is sick. Yeah. There's some good parts in there that I sure. dug, but yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole package is just too processed yeah. and, too, and, and, and just... Yeah, it's too processed. It's too it's it's too many steps removed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. the things that I actually like. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just feels like it's like but, right next to, but not quite in the same room. Right. But that's you know? it, it's a perfect example though of fucking like you know generational gaps. Sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Because there's just something that doesn't sound organic in recording to me. Right. I am almost immediately not interested. Sure, yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. Unless it's like, and even even like death metal, but like if it's actual yeah. full ahead metal right, with a high production value, I'm like, yeah, cool. Sure. But if I hear hardcore or hardcore adjacent stuff that has a super high production value, yeah. it's immediately a fucking X yeah. for me. Like that's, that's at least one or two strikes off the fucking top. Sure, yeah. And it's not even necessarily a high production value as much as it is just like recognizably digital. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's not high production. It's, it's like a highly processed Yeah, 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 production. exactly. Like down to the tones used, everything like that. You yeah. know, the way that the the this the drum uh, sound, just the sensibility is uh, different, I, I, you know? That's exactly right. Yeah. It's a completely different sensibility. Yeah. It's a completely different ethos. Sure, to the process and and like because because if this were like i think captured you know with just like some room mics yeah 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 i'd probably be a lot more forgiving for sure yeah agreed agreed um it's one of those things where it's like you know and maybe it's taken us four years to come to this point it's one of those things where i almost just feel unqualified to talk about it even <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's, sort of i mean i felt like that before with other stuff yeah but for sure, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've even said that with other stuff. Like, I, I I'm in no position to say anything about this. But yeah. like, yeah, this is this is coming. I think from a completely different sort of universe in many ways. Right. It's not. It's not unrelated. Sure. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. parallel. Yes. There's bleed over. You know. But like, I don't know. It's it, it's coming from time and, and time and and everything have just like distorted it too much for me that. Right, you know, it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. don't, and also too, because like, I don't, I almost never share the sentiment expressed mm -hmm. lyrically. Yeah, and in, 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 in music like this, yeah, almost never. I would agree, right? Because it's a wholly like, it's just, it's just such a contrived sure yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 
I, I have to imagine that how I feel is akin to like how Dizzy Gillespie would feel hearing John Zorn and having John Zorn be like, this is jazz. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel hearing stuff like this and being like, this is hardcore. It's just like, well, I can, I can trace the lineage. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can trace the lineage. Certainly. I, I know how like via various social and musical connections, one would arrive here with a starting point of of breakdown or something. But like <laughs> but if you say so. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of an if you say so situation. For if me. you say so. Like if you say so. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's just like not to my ear. Right. You know what I mean? But enough people have just been like, no, this is hardcore that I have to be like, okay, so. I guess. You I know guess. what I mean? I guess I don't like hardcore. I also think it, it's it's important to note that so there's an interesting thing happening over the last Five to ten years, but I, I want to say especially the last five years where so originally beat down right is is a subgenre a, a micro genre really within hardcore that originates from one point and then it gets it moves outward into bands like Shattered Realm and stuff, which are the only real difference is like they're incorporating more overt death metal influence and like slam influence, right? And then that goes so far afield that it becomes kind of its own self-contained thing, especially in different regional scenes. In the 2000s, a beatdown room was distinct from a hardcore room, especially oh, yeah. in places like, I mean, here even, but especially in places like the UK, you had like a band like Desolated, which I think they have another, there's like another name for beatdown stuff that's like... Uh, Fuck, the name escapes me right now. Shitty. Shitty, right? But it became this own, like, self-contained little world, and there wasn't that much overlap. But in the last several years, that line is beginning to blur and bleed a little bit more, where some of those sounds, if not those bands, but those sounds are beginning to seep in at the edges, and kids are more actively incorporating them into... Well, it's it's everything. I mean, we said that, like, that's one of the exciting things about what's going on today is it's a fucking, take your pick. Yeah, it's a free-for-all. And it's a free-for-all. And, and, and there's all sorts of interesting things getting pushed together. Yeah. For me, it's not so much necessarily the sound, but it's the intent. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fucking, like, the ethic of where it's coming from that stands out to me as being distinct yeah. and off-putting. And even, like, the presentation of this, like, yeah. the, the, well, es- and that's the aesthetic. Part of it. Yeah, you that's part I mean? of it. It's, it's like, like, like that, that art. Yeah. What the fuck? There's no time in my life where I would have seen that and gone, okay, wow. what's this all this about? This is probably, gr- this is this is going to be great. I, even as a Look four- at how foreboding that art is. Even as a 14-year-old, I would have seen that and gone, no, not for, no, this not is for me. stupid. Yeah, not and for me. logo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's just not, you know, it's simply a different sensibility. It's a completely <laughs> different sensibility, man. Yeah, that's that's the most I can really say about it. But, yo, shout out to, uh, to you folks for taking it in stride and uh, humorously utilizing the sample and also having uh, having the wherewithal to send it send in the next attempt and just yeah. say hey, hey let's get see it what out happens. there some I, i'm sure there's plenty of fucking idiots that like this <laughs> i've heard that, you know that are listening to the show yeah, absolutely, absolutely sure wow this is fucking great yeah, whatever whatever you say man <laughs> you know you probably like fucking 10 p.m. starts on shows too <laughs> okay what's next uh two all right, two is Degenerate Synapse. So I think we're going to get something markedly different here. This just came out on October 20th. So just uh, three days ago, as of the time of you hearing this recording. Um, let me double check and make sure. 
Nope, no particular song recommended to us. Um, but they have the third song queued up to play, So, which ironically is the longest song on the record, but whatever. Uh, I will defer to them. I always defer to the band. They uh, they know which, what they want you to hear first. So mm. we're going to hear the song The Absence by Dener- Degenerate Synapse off of their debut self-titled record. heard the song the absence by degenerate synapse off of their debut self-titled record how'd you feel about it uh i think i need to hear more i would agree um to to really you know make a decision on what i think about this overall release yeah that song grabbed me in places other places it completely fucking lost me that's where i got really fucking cute and tricky in areas where i'm just kind of like kind of just brought the momentum to a fucking screech yeah and there was a lot of like there was a lot of fucking around in that song there was. Uh, this is way more death grind yes. than I expected it to be. And now looking down here in well, the yeah. tags, it says death metal and death grind. Right? I expected that, but like this got, especially with, this got pretty cute right in the middle. It did. Yeah, it did. Uh, this is this is another example of just my brain being trapped in amber because my only real complaint here is that it's like too many modern sensibilities. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, again, it's just like my nitpicks are production choices and sonic influences that sound like they could have come from any point in the last 20 years, which with stuff like this, I'm like, no, I don't want it. You know, it's just like I want this to sound like it's from 1993. Yeah. And it doesn't. You know, no. it sounds it sounds distinctly modern in a lot of senses. It, it was it, it was very good, you know what I mean? Uh, like, well done. Very it, well it done. It sounds very, yeah, you're right, it does sound very modern. I think it just, I don't know, man, I feel like sometimes a, a lot of fast bands, a lot of grind bands, I think, 
and this is a you know death grind whatever this is death metal right? sure yeah but like we <laughs> rarely do i want to hear a song more than five minutes long very rarely four minutes long sure you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. but like for uh, for death metal yeah okay between four and five that's a good that's a good spot yeah yeah yeah. right there are some exceptions to that of course you know well there's plenty especially on like the death doom end of the spectrum right yeah and like classic stuff sure yes um but like i don't know you also don't have to fit in like as many fucking parts as you can and in like two minutes. True. And again, I think that's probably just a, a sensibilities difference because that certainly was not just like an accident of the composition here. They intentionally I fit know. in as many I know. parts. And, and that's, that's something they clearly were aiming for. They clearly aiming for. And I did know. well. I and mean, you that's know. one thing that I didn't like yeah, about it. Yeah, for sure. There was not enough time but, to... But to sort of dig in. Yeah, to sink into any of the parts. And if this landed more on the grind end of the spectrum, okay, that's fine. If this is a little bit more uh, spastic, hyperactive, shorter attention span, okay, cool. But with a little over two minutes long, and at least on this track, a heavy emphasis on the death end of the death grind spectrum, I just want more time with the riffs. Right. I want more. I just, I think it, they need more space to breathe. And yeah, like some of the, there were parts in this where I was nodding my head and was like, yeah, this is a good riff. Yes. Clearly everybody here is very capable. And uh, it, it was reported to me that they were really good live. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm sure this is an impressive live act. You know? I, I think that's another thing. I did not like this. I did not like the production. I just this. didn't like the recording very much. Yeah. I think that if I saw this live, that would be a big difference too, because this just kind of, I don't know. It was kind of stuffy. It was it was stuffy and muddy. Yeah, it was kind of stuffy. And was not kinda, in a good way. Kind of sterile. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't as roomy as I would like this to be, or as lo-fi as I would like this to be. Yeah. Again, just different strokes for different folks. It's very very good at what it's aiming to do, and I think I can say with confidence, even the stuff in this song that I didn't like was very intentional and very well executed. So I don't have anything really bad to say about this. This is, this is we. we we talk sometimes. I, I talk about things in like, how far am I willing to drive to see it? Yeah, I'm willing to drive across town to see this band sure. headline. Yes, there you go. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they happen to be on a fucking show, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a band that I'm willing to drive to Chicago for, right? Cool, cool. <laughs> it's for sure. I'm in the same, the exact same boat. Like, oh, you you, know, you see their name on the flyer, and you're not like, fuck. You're like, okay, cool. Right. I, I'm interested to see this live. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. So there you go. Well executed. Again, not exactly to my taste. But I'll probably listen to the rest of this and see. That was also the longest song. You know what I mean? Like, most of the songs on, on this release are about half of that length. So they might go faster. They might not lean into the death stuff as mm -hmm. heavily on the we'll other see. tracks. You know what I mean? I'll listen to the rest of this and see, see how it sits with me. Yeah. Um, all right, what's next? Eight. Okay. Eight is Erified Catacomb oh, with damn, Spiritual Penetration. Link. It is a YouTube link, but uh, luckily we have uh, we have timestamps in the in the code here, um, or in the uh, in the about section here. We're we were instructed to listen to the second song on here, uh, so we are going to listen to True Paradise in the Cold Blue Flesh by Erified Catacomb off of Spiritual Penetration. I do not I do not want to allow YouTube ads. But I can't watch a YouTube link without it. You can't. Yeah, you just have you. You must. I, I, it's, it, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to participate. Yeah. I'm fine with not using YouTube ever again. Yeah. 
That's that's a, that's a level of commitment that most people don't have. Right? Like, I'm just fine. Like, fine. Yeah. But that's the level of commitment we need to have. I would right? agree with that's you. That's the level of commitment yes. we need to have yeah. to make anything better. That is objectively, inarguably true. Right? Because, is, like, yes, of course. Like, you know, they, they yeah. think they got you by the fucking balls, right. yeah, but yeah, only yeah. if you let them. Sure, of course. You know what? Fuck you, YouTube. How's that? Right. Now you have no business. Yes. and But this is the this is the horrible decision that we as postmodern men face. It's the knowledge that no one else is on board for that. Yeah. So then where are you left? Are you left to live your convictions in this futile display of, uh, this futile display of rejection? Of, of modernity of the of the of the invisible shackles put upon you by by YouTube or do you just succumb and accept the relative convenience of the thing even though it spits in the face of all you stand for I I, I am perfectly prepared right now to not listen to Erified catacomb and say fuck it um, put it up on bandcamp we'll check you out later because uh, like like honestly, yeah. This is my this is my whole thing, man. I'm severing. I'm severing. This is why I said I don't care for the works of men. Uh-huh. I don't fucking care about the world that we've built because that's the commitment that we need to make it better. <laughs> right? I don't think that's how the plot is gonna. I don't think Just that's how your plot line is gonna play Just, out. But that's that's how you know. But but if if, if I'm such a fucking in, I, I'm such a fucking stubborn prick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. That I'm perfectly happy being the only one that does that. I'll, I'll fucking go be Kaczynski. Yeah. I'll go fucking live in a cave. Right. It's fine. I'd really love to hear this. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. It looks good. It's just like fucking hell, man. I can't. I mean, yeah, I would really like to hear this. And I must say that there has been a massive overhaul to Bandcamp recently with like half of the staff getting. Yeah. So it's going gonna, gonna to get bad, too. Yeah, it's like, and so we have to stop using that. <laughs> then what do we do? Find a different way. Yeah, then what do we do? Find a different way, right? <laughs> Submit MP3s. We go yeah. back. We go back to the old ways, uh-huh. and we, you know, we're no longer, you know, such fucking tethered cattle. Sure. <laughs> in the interim, <laughs> I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear "True Paradise in the Cold Blue Flesh" by know. Irrified Catacomb. I don't want to hit that button. <laughs> All right, hold on. Just, we'll figure it out. Okay. All right.
So we just heard the song True Paradise in the Cold Blue Flesh by Earfied Catacomb off of Spiritual Penetration, which uh, just came out this year. I'm not sure when. The YouTube video went up in August. I'm not sure when exactly this record came out. I just want to point out and make it abundantly clear that when we were listening to this live, we did not listen to it off of YouTube. I found it on SoulSeek and emailed it to yeah. uh, literally across the table. We're today. not playing that fucking game. And by we, you mean you and the mouse in your pocket. You didn't play it. I. That's because I was. My hand was forced. My hand was forced by and you. You probably feel better for it. I don't. I'm. I guarantee you, this person uh-huh. doesn't give a shit about YouTube. I. I don't feel better for it because I'm going to go home and I'll probably fall asleep to a YouTube video with ads on it tonight. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean. Um, how'd you feel about it? I like this a lot. Yeah, it was great. This band, uh, this project, I think it's just one person. It is one person, yeah. Um, very prolific. Yeah, yeah, very much so. He's uh, in a bunch of bands and other solo projects. And, and this project is, uh, well, the, the band name comes from an Australian black metal band, Forbidden Citadel of Spirits. They have a release um, that's almost the same title. Yeah. It's Earified Catacombs. Sure. Um they have eight full. This this person has eight full length releases under this project since twenty twenty. Since twenty twenty, and I want to say too, this is, this is, you know, this is a spurred on by the solitude of uh, the pandemic. Yeah, sure. I was I thought you were gonna say of his locale, but I was like, ah, this guy's in Toronto, so yeah. there's no no solitude there. He lives in a a metropolis, right? Beautiful metropolis. Um, I love that in the write up for this on YouTube here. Um, it says something about how a, a cleaner sound is more fitting for this record. No. The implica- no, I mean, the implication being that this is a cleaner sound oh. than what was on oh. previous oh. records. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> so I love that. I yeah. love that this is a little bit more high fidelity yeah. than previous releases because that was an absolutely impenetrable din. I, that's what I fucking loved about it. Was it. So this yeah. is coming from the fucking aesthetic right. and the ethos that, yeah. you know what I mean, we, yeah. we just complained about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, this is... This is on the total opposite end of the spectrum, and it's where I feel most comfortable. Yeah, and, and, and you know, black metal is meant to be sort of, you know, opaque. Sure, yeah. And off-putting. I think that this perfectly accomplishes this. This is, despite the fact that, you know, you might get some, some folks rocking an earified fucking catacomb shirt or something if they exist. Right. Very few people are down, are down for this yeah. in the long term. For sure. Yeah, and uh, that's the way it should be. Agree, agree entirely. Um, so you know what? This I, I like this a lot. Um, yeah, this was what, what this is uh, exactly what I needed to purge the fucking to purge the uh, hype the 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 highly sort of processed sound. Yeah, that we heard earlier. I would agree. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I have no idea if this is sketchy. You know what I mean? I hope it is. Um, I will say this. The themes the themes here, at least according to Metallum, uh-huh. necrophilia. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it seems like it's 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 about can- castles and spooky stuff for the most yeah. part. It's definitely come out on some labels that have some sketchy stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, one label is called Winter Reich Productions. Now, that's not inherently sketchy, but anytime you got black metal and the word Reich, it raises an eyebrow. Death Hymns, the label that put this out, has also put out stuff by the band, you know, Valhalla Bound, um, yeah. which, you know, has splits with bands like Fatherland. Well, see, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? right. So anytime you hear, right. anytime you hear like, like basically like 
masculine paternal terms associated with black metal. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. 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 <laughs> but but that's just the same sort of, and I have no idea. That's This is not an indictment of Earified Catacomb. They just, the thing about black metal is that if you want to put out music on cool labels that distribute your music, particularly when it's this sonically inaccessible to the people that are going to consume it, you're going to put out music on labels that have also put out sketchy stuff. Sure. Like that's just what it's, it is. Honestly, I mean, and, and Unless it's unless it's uh, grindstone, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. it's it's part and parcel. Exactly. You so know? that's just part of the that's part of the thing. So just my normal my normal sort of uh, just like little uh, flag on the play there. It's not a red flag by any stretch of the imagination. Just a, a warning. Hey, right? You know, who knows? And, and, and you know, I also don't care. I, I'm just I, giving that warning for right. the people amongst our listenership who may. But you know? but you know, this is partially like with with a lot of black metal. Yeah, it's such an opaque thing. Right, there's so much sort of cloud, like muddiness to it. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of work on the part of the conscientious consumer. Yeah, to really pick your way through it. Right, and and just when you think you're in the clear, you're like, fuck. Right, this guy fucking was in this band. God damn it, I know. And he wore a Swazi to this show in 1996. Fuck, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, you know, Craig Pillard and the original lineup of Incantation are pretty fucking sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Luckily, I'm not the conscientious consumer on this front, you know. Right. I'll I'll listen to whatever you throw (laughs) at me. I'll listen to whatever you throw at me. Um, You know, I might not actually consume it. Sure. Like, yeah, I might not put my money where my mouth is on it. I'll listen to it. Sure. I'll listen to it. And, uh, you know, whatever. Fuck it. But. It's part of the that that density is also part of the reason that like I I don't generally go digging too much in black metal. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you know this band's been around for a grip, but you know I, I'm not a grip, but they've put out a lot in the past few years. Yeah, on Discog, some of these releases are actually kind of sought after. Yeah, um, yeah, whatever. I mean, uh, I've never heard of it. A funny dig it. A funny anecdote germane to the discussion that we were just having uh, recently, like. Two weeks ago, ish, two three weeks ago, received a text from our mutual friend Morrison, mm-hmm. who runs Welcome Back Records here mm-hmm. in town, and said, "Hey, I got what appears to be some sketchy black metal oh, no. through the door uh, cassette. You want it? If if so, it's yours. Come pick it up." Turns out, not only what did I? Yes, I did want it, but additionally, <laughs> I was like, "Well, as it so happens, that was was released on a label with whom." I've personally corresponded <laughs> and yeah. who has sent a care package to demolition <laughs> of many of their releases. Oh yeah. It was Legion Blotin. Yeah. Right. So I was like, you know, it's <laughs> like talk to the guy who runs that label. Seems like a pretty uh, thoughtful, cool guy actually uh, has a lot of interesting ideas about things. Seems very nice. Was kind enough to send a care package our way. Uh, so yeah, just so like the one time someone's like, Hey, this seems kind of sketchy. Maybe you like it. I know you like kind of, uh, you know, off the beaten path, black metal. It's like, Oh, I actually have a parasocial relationship with the man who released this well, what, already. What release was it? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I just picked it up for more. So I haven't gotten a chance to sit mm. down with it yet. It's just a cassette. Okay. But it's a black metal, black metal release. Here's another thing about this project. Yeah. Like the screechy sort of unlistenableness of it. Yeah. And I've always enjoyed the, 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 the contradiction of sort of the scrawny, like, white guy angst of black metal. Sure, yeah. With its, you know, screechy, unapproachable, feral front. Yeah. 
This fucking picture sums it up perfectly. Like the pictures of blasphemy yeah. where they're like in the wood panel. Right. You know what I mean? Like the wood paneled couch. Yeah. And they're kind of sitting there. Or like, uh, I can't remember which memorable blasphemy it is. Like in, in, in one of the, it's in like um, um, Fallen Angel of Doom, like one of the nuclear war now releases in the booklet. He He's standing with his fist. In, you know, they're in Ross Bay Cemetery and he's standing with his fist. And it just, he's standing there. You can tell he's fucking. Sl- just swimming in booze. Yeah, 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 Right? Yeah. And he can barely stand up, and it just looks like somebody kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, it's one sure. of the funniest fucking pictures I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. This one's right up there, too. What, uh, is this an image of who we just listened to? I think so. Okay. So it's like a very scrawny mayonnaise man. Yeah. With wispy hair. Yeah. On his chest. Yes. Holding a chain and, and like, sneering at the sky at night. Right. You know, in a very grainy, you know, like, film. It, it looks like, you know, film... Yeah. Film photography. Yeah, standing over what yeah. appears to be his most his latest victim. His latest victim, right? Who's appears to be a fat man uh-huh. with a chain around his neck in a blue sleeping bag <laughs> <laughs> with a fucking plastic table in the background. Yeah, that like, rocks, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking awesome. I love that. It's as fucking trailer park as you get. Yeah, that's that's very cool, man. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Really good stuff. We'll uh, we'll dive we'll dive deeper into this project for sure. And uh, the weather is turning. It's it's the ideal time for it. Oh so. yes. Um, all right. What's next? Three. All right. This is money. Uh, this is a newer. Have you have you already listened to this? No. But the name of this band and yeah. the artwork. I'm done with it. <laughs> Wait. Why? I'm just done with it. Why? Why are you done with it? The name of the band is Money. Yeah. Sure. I mean, look. To be fair. Band names are getting scarce. They're getting you know scarce. I mean? yeah. They're get, it's bad. But what about the artwork? What's, see, what's your beef with the artwork? It's like a ghoulish man railing lines? Yeah, I, the artwork's not really grabbing me, you know. But the name, is, here's the thing. Yeah. In the little thumbnail, before I clicked, like, it shows up in my email. Uh-huh. I thought it was, like, going to be, like, one of those, like, smiling jokers wild clowns <laughs> sure, with a sure. name like money you right, know what i mean right, sure, with yeah. like the ace of spades and right, some right, dice right. and stuff it's like yeah. jesus fuck right right so the, the name money is a very bad name i mean we have we're friends with people who are in a very good band named paprika yeah you know but that's I mean? better it's, than money I had, yeah i don't know dude i think it's a toss-up between the two honestly so, I, I will say this is a very ungoogleable band oh uh, yeah that's, I, that's for sure right and, and so i don't know we'll see how this sounds it's on beach impediment so i'm sure it's i'm fine. sure it's gonna be very good i'm sure it's fine but it's just kind of like you know whatever. uh the uh the 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 email I got uh, mentioned like anti-Semics. So Um, we were, uh, we were recommended the last track. So we're going to listen to broken scale by money off of their self-titled 12 inch. All right.
All right, we just heard the song Broken Scale by the band Money off of the release Money. So this is a collection of previous releases that came out on Roachleg that Beach Impediment has pressed up on 12-inch. This is a remastered uh, collection of stuff by Arthur Rizk, whose bands we have featured on the show, who is a, a fixture in the in the modern metal punk, punk and hardcore scenes. Um, I, unlike you, I, I, thought, I think the art for this rocks, despite the... Uh, immoral degeneracy on display mm. um in the write-up here it mentions for fans of anti-semics like i mentioned in the email also dark throne and yeah i actually do hear like the the punk and roll fucking like metal punk dark throne stuff uh shining through in this as well uh, particularly in some of the production decisions and stuff I thought that this was fucking ripping. I thought this was really good. Uh, the tones, the production, the buzzsaw guitars, where the vocals sat in the mix, the riffs were good. It didn't venture too far afield. It did everything that you want, like Swedish-inspired D-beat to do with just a couple little twists and turns here and there, but nothing too far off the beaten path. Uh, this was really, really good. I liked this a whole lot. Yeah, I like the creepiness of it. Yeah. I like the lo-fi-ness of it. Yeah. You know? The little fucking, like, that... The black metal influence, maybe I wouldn't even place if it weren't mentioned in the write-up, but just, like, the single string, like... Yeah, it kind of stood out to me. For sure. Um, Yeah, this is pretty sick. This is pretty dope. Still don't like the art. Fair enough. Um, But, uh, you know, whatever. You just don't like it because this this, uh, skeleton man is fucking railing lines. Whatever. I mean, listen, listen. Yeah. If you're a skeleton man, rail. Sure, yeah, at that point, all bets are right. off. We've spoken <laughs> I mean, about that before. Yeah, I mean, you know? if, if I'm a skeleton man, yeah, no way am I straight edge. No, of course not. What's it going to do to me? Again, that's what we're, we've talked about it a million times. If the afterlife is even real, right. a lot of my assumptions about my own personal ethics, morality, <laughs> et cetera, have been misplaced, clearly. Right. So it's time to right. it's time to get crazy. Right. You know, if, yeah. I, if I turn into some sort of ghoulish... Well, look, because... Abstaining yeah. did not prevent me from being a skeleton man. Sure, yeah. What will indulging give me as a skeleton man? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. At that point, I, I will become a paragon of moral decay. Yeah. You know, and seek we've spoken about it many times on the earth uh, or on the podcast. I will I will seek to extend the tendrils of my moral decay across the farthest reaches of the earth right. and corrupt the youth. Hang every decrepitude from my bones. Yeah, exactly. So I got no as qualms. Wear it as a trophy. Yeah, exactly. So I got I got no qualms with with what this ghoulish fiend is doing here on the cover because he's not even alive. This fucking <laughs> It's not even real. It's not even real. It's just fake. It's just pretend. It's just somebody made this up and yeah. they drew it. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> so uh yeah, this was really good stuff. I, you know, you there's a certain level of quality control out of Beach Impediment where even if something they release isn't exactly to your taste, it's all good. Yeah. Right? You know, they they they're putting out fucking Paranoid. They're putting out fucking Vidro. They're, they're putting they're, out Long Knife. They're trustworthy. Know? They're putting out the chisel, the right. you know mess. It's the, like the new Golpe. Yeah, like, exactly. The, yeah, it's trustworthy. They've it's got a they, they've got a diverse sound yeah. for the most part. Yeah, for sure. But within tasteful limits. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Um, all right, what's next? All right, next three. All right, three is uh, the split between human sacrifice and levity. Uh, we were told to listen to the human sacrifice side, uh, specifically the song Blood, which is also the one that they've got queued up to play. 
This is, uh, I think both, or at least one of these bands is based out of, okay, so this band's based out of Chicago. Um, I think Levity is based out of Grand Rapids. Uh, so we're going to hear the song Blood by Human Sacrifice off of their split with Levity. <laughs> heard the song blood by the band human sacrifice off of their split with levity satisfying if unremarkable fast hardcore punk yeah you know? that's what i was about to say it's like the only like this song was not that song was not interesting shit um didn't really like any actual part of it didn't well, dislike I, any part of it. i didn't dislike any yeah. part of it but there was no part i was like god damn yeah, yeah yeah sure right right um but what i like is the fucking intent sure what i like is the style and the intent right and the it seems to be a recurring theme now that we we opened up with a band that we didn't really like the style. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I like the style and the intent of this. Yeah, exactly. I like the it's 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 off-putting from from the word go. Sure. I can't even tell what the fuck that is a picture of for human sacrifice. It looks like the vocalist maybe trying to shove a can in their mouth. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't. But even the vocalist know. is also a Nosferatu vampire. Yeah, we don't even know if that's the vocalist. I don't even know band. what the fuck that is. Yeah, sure. Right? It's just a man with sunglasses and what look, appears to be a tribal tattoo on the side of his head. I don't. And maybe, I'm not going to even venture a guess. Maybe vampire ears. It may be vampire ears. It's really, it's hard to say. Putting something large diameter in the mouth or yeah. out the mouth. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the intent. I like the aesthetic. I like the style. Yeah. Right? Uh, it burns bright, and it dies young, and that's fucking perfect. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's something I hear that I'm never, ever going to complain about, and I see this band, I buy a tape, and I forget that I have it until I'm reorganizing my tape collection. I put it on and go, pretty good, and then I don't listen to it again for a decade. Yeah, this until is... Until I'm doing the same thing. This is know? a live band. Yeah, it's a live band. This whole like, thing... This is an experience. This type of hardcore is ephemeral by nature, mm -hmm. and that's part of its appeal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I li I, I'll never get tired of seeing this in a DIY space. Right. In a basement, in a non-conventional venue space. Right. It's evergreen for me in a way while at the same time being, like, wholly <laughs> uninteresting in most respects. Right. But, like, just 
like a warm, comforting blanket. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's exactly right. You know, like a show you watch over and over again. You know exactly what's going to happen. There's no surprises. There's no surprises. You know, it's this is like next gen for me, right? Yes. You know what I mean? I put it on to fall asleep to right. much of the time because it's just a nice, comforting familiarity. Yeah, especially to it. like those first couple seasons are yeah. fucking brutal. Yeah, exactly. But there's something just comforting about it. Right. You know, it's uh, there's no. Uh, I'm not looking for anything new from that. I'm just getting the same nope. old comforting like dopamine release in my brain, and that's what this. This it's is the same purpose. It's great. Yeah. Right. It's right. it's not good, but it's great. Right. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Right. All right. What's next? Five. All right, five is Total Vacation with the Stizzy demo. This is out on Extinction Burst, was sent in by Justin. This is, they did, oh, they did the, we're putting the whole demo yeah, up as one fuckers. track. You pieces of shit. <laughs> you absolute it's, pieces it's, of shit. It looks like nine songs. Nine songs in six and a half minutes, which is is fitting, uh, considering this is, uh, it says right here, Jerry's Kids inspired hardcore out of L.A. Yeah. Uh, unhinged, fast, and raw. So let's just start it, and then we'll stop it where it feels right. You know what I yeah. mean? We'll listen to... I have to guess we'll probably end up listening to the first two tracks, maybe TV and False Vibe, uh, but we'll. Uh, that's as of yet to be determined. So mm -hmm. we're going to listen to a couple songs probably off of the Stizzy demo by uh, Total Vacation. Mm. Well, I don't know how many years on this earth I got left. I'm going to get real weird with it. Meanwhile, block the wind. I'm going to roast this bone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> one song that's one song and i think that we we absolutely get the idea with perfect that. so that was total vacation by total vacation love opening the record or the demo in this case with the eponymous track and having it be like right there and the, i also i always that's a really classic hardcore thing to do is mm -hmm. to incorporate the name of the band into an overall phrase yes. too. like you're not just saying the words of your band we want total vacation right it's sick it's like a mission statement from the jump Whereas the previous band that we heard, Human Sacrifice, is, you know, comforting, et cetera, et cetera, all the things I just said about it. This kind of stuff, all of those same traits, but it still excites me. This is this is more fun and exciting. Right, exactly. Yes. E um, even though it's as rehashed as anything else, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is, this is I got very distinct 625, like, 625 thrash core in 2002. Sure, 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 sure. Yes, exactly. Which might be unintentional. You like, know what I mean? For me, I'm ready for this again. I have sure. not heard a band that brought out such a distinct, yeah, like label and era for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That frankly, I thought got ridden into the fucking dirt. Yeah, and was kind of like, uh, you right, know, right, right, right. I'm ready for it again. Yeah, for sure. I'm ready for it again. Right. 
No hint, no hint of fucking swagger. No, no hint of fucking, you know, n- no hint of, uh, 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 of of male angst. No, no, not at all. No dude. hint of fucking like beat down or threat. No, just full on fucking fast. Let's go. Let's have fun. Yes. Childish fucking vocals on it, which I love. Yes, like those 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 gang vocals. Yeah. I'm I'm not really a fan of gang vocals. Yeah. In the, but I am definitely a fan of what I just heard. Yes, for sure. Right. It, like you like you just had held out the fucking mic to a kindergarten class. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This fucking rocks. You know. Uh, the first thing that came to mind, the phrase in my head is, "Now we're talking hardcore." That's you know. This is this yeah. is it for me, man. Yeah. It's, this it's, this is my entry point, and it's going to be my exit point. Yeah. This so, this was. Pulling to me, this was uh, giving me very distinct vibes of a, of a certain time, yeah, and a certain place, right? About twenty years ago, yeah. And that like six two five and like bandana thrashing stuff was intentionally trying to channel yeah. the early eighties, so yeah. it makes sense, you know. Yeah, and this was like right alongside stuff like, you know, this would have been right alongside stuff like, um, like. Not tear it up, but maybe like like the rights. Sure, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know the rights and like, uh, yeah, like fucking life's hold and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. And it is fast and unhinged in a way that stuff that was maybe adjacent to that, but not the same, like Scholastic Death. Like oh, it has, the ve- very strong Scholastic Death vibe. It has for sure. it has the same sort of yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, like youthful naivete about mm-hmm. it, but in a way that's just like endlessly and infinitely and eternally appealing. Yeah, you know? this would have been right alongside the, this, this band would have opened up for fucking like Vitamin X in two thousand in two thousand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. This the, fun. the the fucking people that bleed. EP right or yeah. something yeah. yeah yeah this fucking rules man everything that I like about hardcore was contained in that how what a 55 seconds or whatever mm-hmm. that was you know that's that's exactly what drew me to this genre in the first place and uh, you can play the hits over and over again as long as they sound like that and I'm gonna be rocking with it and excited by it pretty much every time yeah it's just uh it's just like a fucking it's just like a main line of all the good brain ke- brain chemicals straight into my fucking right you know, frontal cortex. It's when fun. I it's shit. fucking youthful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is great. Yep. Super fucking good. And makes sense that Justin would send this in because he plays in many of the best hardcore bands currently playing music. So when you're in speed plans, you're also going to, you're probably going to, you have fairly good taste, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's roll the dice one more time because we only got like, I think we got maybe one, okay. one message to listen to, maybe two. So. Okay. One. All right, one is Halloween. So th- this might be like just kind of an interesting book into the night because I think this is the least core or heavy thing that is uh, in the queue. Uh, this is their self-titled record. It came out in February of this year. Uh, was sent in by Pete, who, as I said at the beginning of the show, described it as uh, on the edgier end of shoegaze, noisier end of shoegaze, which is what I tend to gravitate towards most of the time, unless we're talking about the classic polished stuff like Lush or, or, or shit like that. Um, so he recommended the third song on this. So we're going to hear By Proxy by Halloween off their self-titled record.
All right, we just heard the song "By Proxy" by Halloween off their self-titled record. You wanna you wanna take it first because I imagine we'll ha- we'll have divergent opinions on this. So. I imagine. Yeah, go ahead. You you take it first. No, go ahead. Okay, because I, I I got nothing but nice things to say about this, and I have a feeling your take will be a little bit more tepid, a little bit more lukewarm, maybe. Yeah. You know, because uh, I loved this. I loved yeah, everything. Yeah, for sure. Of course you did. Yeah, I loved everything about this. Um, this is, you know, it's splitting hairs. Like, the My Bloody Valentine comparison is, like, obvious and unavoidable because they're such a, a broadly representative uh, musical pillar of a genre that largely shifted around their existence, even though the actual diversity of sound in early 90s shoegaze is just as broad as the diversity of sound in early 80s hardcore, where they were part of an overall scene and aesthetic that, while related and existing in many of the same spaces, was sonically very different from band to band. Um, And you don't find a lot of uniformity in shoegaze until a little ways down the road. To me, this is more akin to some of the American stuff that was happening in the early 90s as kind of a reaction to and inspired by the British stuff. Like, I hear probably more drop 19s in this than I do my Bloody Valentine, which was nice. It was kind of cool to hear a non-UK-centric interpretation of this stuff. I mean, there's plenty of MBV in this too. But this kind of got everything right about shoegaze for me. I wouldn't say that it airs on the edgier side of shoegaze. I think even in the... like. In the classic, you know, in the in the classic scene, you have shit like swirlies that's like truly out there and very noisy. In the contemporary scene, you've got stuff like uh, they are gutting a body of water or toner that kind of incorporates punkier stuff into the shoegaze thing. So I don't think this was particularly edgy. This was very accessible, but it did have. Uh, a, a very warm analog feel to it that rooted this in kind of the classic era of this shit and that I always prefer production-wise. For me, when shoegaze gets very clean and very sterile and you apply modern production methods to it, I basically get fully out on it. I need, like, real analog sounds for shoegaze or else it becomes this, like this really unsatisfying pristine yes it is a doppelganger it's a, it's a pop doppelganger yes exactly yeah it's a popleganger yes um it, it just it, it loses me quick because this stuff is this stuff is uh very accessible yes except for things like that. right you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, you virtually there there are very few people that hear this that are going to be like out and out offended right exactly and it's, and I think that's an important part of just differentiating. I, I think I think it's not just baked into the presentation, but it's kind of baked into the ethos of the thing and is one of the things that makes this iteration of shoegaze and dream pop or whatever more appealing to me as well is that it is making an, a, a, conscious, a conscious statement by choosing to remain lo-fi. I've talked about it in application to like the Jesus and Mary chain and stuff. There's something attractive to me about the idea of taking something that's fundamentally very digestible and presentable and creating an intentional barrier to access between the listener and the music so that you can't just have like interlopers wander in and be like, well, this is great. There is something there that the average, your average work coworker is going to be like, why does this sound like it was recorded on a potato? Right. And I do like that about this and about stuff that comes from this world in general. But yeah, this is like everything I like about this style of shoegaze. I, I love this. And it, this appears to be a debut too. Five song debut EP just came out in February. I'll, I'll be spending time with this EP for sure. 
Yeah, I don't think there was anything edgy at all about no, that. No, no, not edgy. At all. I, maybe no. the edginess is the fucking, you know, thrash metal logo. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Right. I, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, it was okay. Sure. Yeah, that's kind of how I expected it. There, you there was nothing about edgy it. about it. It yeah. was, it was, uh, it was light and airy and soft through and through. Yeah, very much so. I actually kind of, when it got to the end with that, the sample, uh, the, 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 yeah, this, the the overlong, the electric. overlong yeah. and interesting choice to put that at the very end. Yeah, 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 for sure. I thought, oh, cool, we're gonna listen to actual Halloween music now, right? Yeah. right? <laughs> that was actual Halloween music, right? Too. Yeah. For um, sure. But uh, you know, whatever. The next song that started that started up before we started talking, yeah, sounded interesting. I might check this out. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but um, well, whatever is fine. As far as I'm concerned, great stuff. Interesting end cap to the evening, if nothing else, because we started in one place and landed in a very, very different one. Mm -hmm. Let's listen to a couple messages and then uh, sign out. Okay. Hey, Demo, listen, it's uh, Josh from Chain Whip, uh, Neon Taste Records, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, We're going to be on tour next month in Europe, and you guys should send me some stickers so I can hand them out to all the local bands we play with. Uh, so I can tell them listening to you guys talk shit about their their new releases and songs. Uh, keep up the good work. You guys are assholes. Love you. Bye. Yeah, all right. Cool. Yeah, I mean, Let's I get, get the stickers made. I was going to say, yeah, when, yo, when Josh from Neon T- Taste asks you to jump, you ask you how high. You fucking jump. You, you ask how <laughs> you high. You ask how high. Right. Uh, yeah, so as it might not surprise you to learn uh, in this fly-by-night operation that we've got going on here, we don't have stickers right now. We don't have merchandise of any sort. Now we have in the past, and we do our tapes. And I'm working on the next one right now. So like we're still we're out here. We're doing something. I started laying out a Beauty and the Beast themed T-shirt. Yes, yeah, you you mentioned that. But then me. that got pushed in the back burner. Sure. Look, we do everything here ourselves. Everything is in house from the label end of things to the production end of things to the uh, well, not the curatorial end of things because we get stuff sent to us. But we do roll the dice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do roll the we dice. We do roll the dice. I roll the dice. Yeah. And the, the dice rolling's in-house. Right, we ra- we randomize the process, right? So uh, all of that stuff we do ourselves. And uh, and then all both, I am I am self-employed in a couple different fields. You have a, a very full-time job as yeah, whatever. well. Whatever, plenty you know, of, everybody yeah. has fucking work. For sure. But so, Everybody fucking works. Excuses, excuses. Uh, we don't have stickers right now, but Let's I, I, guess if, I guess if Chain Whip wants to hand them out in Europe. We got a logo. We probably should do it. We got a logo. Sure, yeah. We'll take but a minute. Yeah, it won't take but a minute, right? Right. We could probably just put in the order real quick. You'd have them by the end of the week. Easily. I'll check into it. Yeah. I'm on it. Okay. Josh, I'm on it. We'll get it done. Yeah, we'll get it done. All right. What's uh, what's our next message? Yo, I know you guys like to do your, you know, band reviews, but I listen to your show every week for your sick fucking reviews and updates on Beauty and the Beast. Give me my information, goddammit. Where are we at? I need to know. Okay, bye. Thanks. So I've I've lapsed the last couple weeks. Because I haven't really been watching anything other than just stuff to put on to, like, fall asleep to, right? Like, it took me four nights to watch the first Planet of the Apes because I just kept falling asleep. I would, like, put it on and do, like, 15 minutes and then be out. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been watching anything. So I haven't watched any more Beauty and the Beast. I would really like to, but I've been unbelievably busy with shit, like work stuff. I've had a bunch of writing jobs. Vintage stuff has been busy. The record store. I am also in Michigan every other weekend, so it's a lot going on. But yeah, 
We'll get back to it. I promise you. I am I've been gonna, watching. I know you have. I know you have. But I'm way behind, so I can't contribute to the conversation. I don't here. care. I'll tell them. I'll <laughs> tell them what's going on. Okay, sure. Yeah. At least, yeah, we can give you at least like a, a little cursory overview. And then when I catch up, we can hop back in and do a more of a retrospective. All right. So Vincent's Kill Count by episode 19 of season one. Yeah. Wait, let me see which episode that I did. We just watched today. I basically do. I, I can't do two episodes in a row. Right, sure. It's tough. I think I said before. Yes, it's, it's tough. It's a fucking, yeah. it's a long 48 minutes. It is a long 40. It's, it's, it's the type of 48 minutes of television that you just don't get anymore. It's, a, lo- it's a long 48 minutes. Pacing right? isn't even a consideration. Let's see. Yes, I just finished episode 19 of season one, Everything is Everything. I got two, three episodes left. In the first season. In the first season. Sure. And Everything is Everything. Um. It says a Romani boy clears his father's name, regains a love and trust of his grandparents. Uh, Gypsy, they call him Gypsy. I was going to say, there's no way they used that fucking nomenclature. They they call him Gypsy. Of course they Uh, do. There's a lot of... So, uh, you know, hey man, there's fucking... There's there's a lot of fucking like cameos and like like one-off roles by people who are like, oh damn, where have I seen that? And you look at it like, oh yeah. Right, you know? sure, sure. Uh, let's see. Vincent's kill count is in the mid twenties by episode nineteen. <laughs> oh my god! Dude, there's dude. one episode where he go he go up against triads, Chinese triads. Oh yeah, yeah. He kills like eleven people in that episode. <laughs> Sick, dude. Right? He's just a gentle scholarly. Like beast. The, like the triads knew the triads knew all about the fucking tunnel and the people down there. They have to. That's they their just, business. Because apparently the triads used the tunnels back in the 1800s. Oh yeah, for to, like drug to drug and their, stuff. Yeah, sure, to do yeah. their to do their fucking deed. Right. Right. Of course. But they just knew about the people that lived down there, but they didn't fuck with them. Sure. I find that hard to believe because if triads can fuck with you, they will. If they can find that angle, get some money, they're going to do it. Sure. That's how right? most organized Hey, it'd be a real shame is, if yeah. the cops found out you guys were down here. Sure. Right? That's an easy situation to take advantage of. Right. Yeah. Right. But they didn't. Right. And Vincent killed them all in the end, so it didn't really fuck with <laughs> Cool, dude. Right. That's sick, that fucking... Uh, it was It was real. It, like, it, was, it was getting on like fucking... Um, you know, there was like some game of death shit going on in it. Fuck yeah, dude! Right. Like, like, bo- like boss, boss level yeah, type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and so there was definitely some like end, end of the dragon, game of death stuff going on. So it was kill count somewhere in the mid twenties. Okay, I kind of stopped counting. He won a few episodes where he didn't fucking kill anybody. Yeah, it's insane to me how they don't like address the fact that his hands are are, are literally fucking drenched with blood, <laughs> and all this happens within like one fucking year. Like right. we're not even like one year into the relationship <laughs> between Vincent and Catherine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's killed 20 some odd people since he's met her. <laughs> God knows how many he's killed prior. Sure. Yeah, dude. This, I mean, this isn't his first rodeo. No, he's know? adept at it. Yeah. He's adept at killing. That's for sure. Right? Dude, yeah. Uh, he languishes in he, he languishes and lounges in very awkward positions while reading Shakespeare and the classics right. and, and, and pondering them in a, uh, I guess, uh, uh, pondering them aloud with his father. Who yeah. is the father for the community? Sure. Um, what else happened? There's voodoo, of course. Well, we talked about the voodoo, voodoo already. We addressed that. The voodoo episode is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's an episode where Vincent gets caught by a fucking cryptid hunter. Oh, that, that's sick. Like that a, one's pretty okay. fucking sick. Like and a, they, they they fucking like a Craven the Hunter style situation. No, not at all. Oh, okay. Like a fucking professor. Oh, okay. Who's looking right to on. make his mark, and oh, then he okay, gets sure. fucking he gets duped by some uh, grad student. Yeah. And they fucking, they catch Vincent. Yeah. And they keep him in a cage. Yeah. And they study him. So I will just say, I just have unlocked a desire in my brain that I didn't have previously. Yeah. By just saying a sentence, which is that 
you know, obviously like the Beauty and the Beast fanfic world still exists, uh-huh. you know, these websites and yeah. ostensibly yeah. paper yeah. publications are yeah. still maintained and distributed. I think I want to do a Vincent Craven the Hunter crossover fanfic, dude, where Craven oh, yeah. the Hunter is like coming after yeah. Vincent. Yeah. I think I might write that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, now think about that as a piece of demo listen, like Patreon exclusive merchandise. Yeah. Is like the published zine format like chat mm-hmm. book format of my craven the hunter and beauty and the beast vincent crossover i'll take a crack fic. at writing some beauty and the beast fanfic you I know mean, that i write some fan oh fic. i know you do i know you do and i love it it's great every time right yeah, yeah um, for sure let's see what else uh there's a f- oh dude there's kids get fucked up in an episode they okay. get fucked up <laughs> um then like so the so the recent one with the fucking romani kid right his name is uh Tony Ramos. Okay. Right? Yeah. Catherine fucking, he, he scams her. Yeah. She thinks she hit him with his car. Yeah. She's like, what's your name? He's like, my name's Tony Ramos. You fucking ran me over. Right. right? But he's probably the little street urchin with the heart of gold type of situation. Sort of, but he is yeah. a fucking prick. Right, and he's right, got, right, like, yeah. he's got the, the kids, like, the kids at that age where they still have, like, they've got the the, the, the teeth of a man in the head of a little boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. So there's like weird big teeth in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, I'm sure it's very offensive to a lot of people. I'm sure. Um, but, you know, whatever. That's pretty good. There's a gr- Uncle Phil. Uncle, oh, Uncle Phil Phil's from Fresh Prince is in a bunch of episodes. He's a tunnel dweller. Oh, no shit. He lives down there. Right on. Good for him. Right. He's not as fat as he is. But he's basically, he basically after. plays Uncle Phil. Yeah. Oh, really? I he's love like that. He's bossy and yeah, shit. Yeah, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's. But sick. he's down there. Okay. Um, fucking the guy that plays um, Palmer from The Thing. Uh-huh. He and Uncle Phil and another dude discover somehow a sunken ship in, in deep beneath the fucking. Wow. Deep beneath Manhattan. That's cool. Island. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and it's, it's loaded know, yeah. with fucking treasure. That's cool. Drives man. everybody fucking crazy. Like they're all just clamoring to get after yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it almost ruins the community. Oh, no. Yeah. Even the tunnel, the tunnel dwellers are not. Here's the fucking to... thing. Here's the fucking thing. Yeah. The world beneath the streets of New York City. Yeah. Is. It, beg, it beggars belief. <laughs> course yeah like i I know that there's tunnels (laughs) i know that there's multiple layers of tunnels you can find photo documentation on this yeah but there are full-on fucking wizards towers with storms (laughs) and wind (laughs) that they go into yeah like beneath the streets of new york city yeah for sure right like it's it's kind of a stretch (laughs) it's to say the least but anyway, you know, check it out, man. I mean, you got to get caught up. Yeah, I will. I'm about to finish season one. I think uh, uh, there's some big changes coming up uh, with the uh, the end of season one. But so far, Vincent's still friend zoned. I'm I'm expecting there to be a shift in tenor uh, and tone with season two because. From what I've read, season three seemed to be a reaction to the criticism of season two, where they get back to Vincent killing motherfuckers. Well, he 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 is a high kill count. It seems like in season two they maybe st- they hit the brakes a little bit. <laughs> He's soaked in blood. <laughs> yeah, <season three. laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Is that it? Kind of returns to like uh, Vincent as like a Dark Avenger type he, of guy. Here's the thing. The, here's the thing about Craven the Hunter. Yeah. The only thing he can really take advantage of with Vincent yeah. is Vincent's gentle soul. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because once he once he releases the beast. Yeah. Eesh. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. 
Uh, there's a fucking, there's a, yeah, it's just, I'm whatever. It's a shitty show, right? <laughs> yeah. Stupid shit happens. Yes. It's uh, it's an extremely dated, funny thing. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. I wish the world was still like it was in 1987 sometimes. I miss I miss shitty shows where stupid shit happens, yeah. but in a good way. Yeah, so whatever. Tw- 20, in the mid-20s with the kill count, still friend-zoned. Okay. I wonder if those two things are related. Catherine seems not to fucking bat an eye. Like when Vincent rips people to pieces. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, maybe she has an understanding that it's and done for the greater Vincent good. Vincent hardly seems traumatized by it at all. <laughs> Which, as we said, is probably a result of the fact that he's a well-practiced killer at this point. <laughs> There's an episode where... <laughs> it's so fucking weird. There's an episode... Which one is it? Um... Oh, there's there's yeah, there's an episode with a fucking drug dealer and some new drug. Okay. I dude, it's very late 80s. I was going like, to say I love the late 80s like there's a like, new drug. RoboCop yeah, 2 yeah, like sure. new drug on the streets. I love the classic new sort of drug thing. on the streets yeah. storyline, man. RoboCop 2, I got to watch that again. Dude, I just picked up uh at uh, in Kendallville of all places at a little thrift store there. They had the uh Orion like 3 VHS box set that came out in 93 of RoboCop 1, 2 and 3 mm-hmm. on VHS and I picked that right up. Yeah. I need to rewatch RoboCop 2 cuz it's been a fucking minute. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's an episode where where I think it's the one where he gets fucking captured. Yeah. Um but uh like Catherine gets o- o- offered a job. Uh-huh. Like in Connecticut or some shit or Rhode Island. Okay. And then obviously Vincent's is torn about this. Yeah. Uh, but then something happens and like, you know, he has to kill people and, and all that sort of stuff. Doesn't seem like that big a deal. And I the, mean, the entire prospect of this job opportunity, it's never mentioned again. Like she's packed up and ready to move <laughs> and she like saves Vincent. I think it is the one where he's, he's caught by the fucking scientist. Oh, the scientist. Okay. And uh, they, they just never mention it again. Honestly, it's not that big of a deal either because, like, if, if if the youth of today and, like, uh, crippled youth and bold teens could commute from Connecticut in for, like, Sunday CBs, yeah. matinees, I'm sure Vincent and Catherine could still connect, you know? <laughs> Dude, there's an episode. There's an episode where an old fucking, like, flame, like an old fiancé of Catherine shows up. Okay. Dude's fucking psycho. Okay. Right? Of course. Sure, yeah. Right? And he fucking buys, he, he has this memory of her stuck in his head. Right. So he buys a house that, like, fits what she was describing in, in, in when they were, you know, in, in love or whatever. Right. right. And it's, like, way out in the fucking, it's, it's like, way out of the city. Sure. Right. I don't even know if it's still on, like, technically on, like, you know, like, Manhattan Island okay. anymore. Right. It's, yeah. like, out there. Sure. Right. And, you know, and, and so, yeah, it, uh, he, like, has her at the house He's, he reveals that she's like, I don't want all this shit. That was a different time. He's like, you fucking bitch. And he's like, you know, chasing her and terrorizing her. <laughs> yeah. And like miles and miles and miles away, Vincent picks up on this. Of course. And it just shows him trucking through the city <laughs> and like trucking through tunnels. And at the last minute, he like jumps roaring through the yeah. fucking bushes. Of course, dude. I love those scenes, dude, where he's just fucking hauling <laughs> like, ass like, on foot. He's hauling ass on foot. And then he's riding. There's a really good green screen stock footage. He's like, like riding on the back of like a he's riding on the top of a fucking train oh, okay sick right dude. oh, oh yes tunnels. i've seen that oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. and then yeah. and then like he's on the fucking l you know what i mean yeah. so he's like on the fucking train through the city like riding on top of it it's the same fucking footage and then he's yeah. like trucking down the through the fucking woods and shit sure whatever 
<laughs> okay, so we got one more message. It's always a bad sign when it says transcription not available because it's a sign that like somebody had the worst reception in the entire world or something. Mm. So hopefully we can actually hear this call. Let's uh, let's let's listen to it and find out. Hey, what's up, man? It's Ray. I wanted to go on a quick tangent and basically say that any hobby that involves collecting is basically just a record store thing, where everything's expensive as shit because it's rare, and people care more about that than truly anything else, whether it be something like fucking Pokemon cards or records. And I think that it sucks the joy out of pretty much collecting anything at this point because it feels like everything's got its own wish and in this community you got these little fucking goblins who just want to gouge you know for these places, you know? And only make fucking content out of it on top of that. Anyway, shit fuck. Have a good one. Okay, so that was that was broadcast to us from uh the Deep Star Six uh, sub submariner yeah. <laughs> fucking base at the bottom of the fucking Marianas Trench. Yeah. Um, uh, Man is a bastard has a track. It's like fifteen seconds of oxygen on Uranus or something. Yeah, like that. that's what that was. <laughs> I so when when there is this like vast this vast discrepancy in quality between calls, I just like wonder: is this are all phones not created equal? Like, are you out in the sticks? Like. Are you currently oh, Chicago, Erica. Are you in the are you in a battlefield right now? You know what I yeah, mean? It sounded I, like there could have been like, you know. Yeah, it sounded like that some gun conceivably could have been machine gun fire in the background. Like, I, are you are you on the ground in the in the strip right now? Like, I don't know. Um, so I could make out some of that. It seemed to be a commentary on the fact that as we spoke about last week with record collecting, that all sort of niche uh, collector hobbies are experiencing the same yeah. sort of I mean, market inflation, et cetera. And like yeah, have for decades. Yeah, you know. for sure. Yeah. It has for decades and the increased visibility of these things uh, contributes to that. These things also fluctuate, you know, that's worth noting. Uh, prices on vintage clothing over the co over the pandemic, like when people were actually cloistered away in their homes was crazy. I mean, people were paying truly psychotic prices for mm. pieces of clothing and the market has adjusted back to more reasonable levels. And at some point, it'll probably dip way down, you know, and, and at another point, maybe it'll go way back up. That's how all this stuff is. But I do sometimes harbor fears that, like, maybe the ship has sailed on anything cool being accessible to just an average person um, in terms of, like, collecting or having a hobby that you can physically interact with. I, I, yeah, I don't think that I, – I personally, I don't think that fucking uh, – that things are going to chill on like classic punk and hardcore. Records. No, no, no. We might, we might across the Rubicon. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I don't know. There was, there was also a comment in here. I think that I could discern about like the idea of everybody feeling compelled to monetize their hobbies, which I, I both resent and also very much relate to because that's kind of a thing that I did with selling vintage. Like, I don't have any passion for selling vintage clothes. I like vintage clothes personally, and I purchase them at dirt cheap prices from thrift stores, and I get them in trades with people for other cool stuff, and it's something I've liked since I was a kid, and I just monetized it as a way to make money between tours and in order to uh, basically fund, the, fund a, a hobby that 
I would never pay actual money for because I'm not going to pay $200 for a uniform choice shirt, but I'll sure as fuck trade somebody a bunch of Looney Tunes graphic tees who doesn't give a fuck about uniform choice. Well, I'll trade see, them that's, 20 that's, pieces. You know, that's I mean? the thing. It's like, you know, it, it's outside, it, it's outside of your, like, uh, it's, it, it's outside of, uh, your, your sort of like tribe. Right, sure. So you're taking advantage of a fucking mark. Exactly, exactly, right. But, but you know, I kind of feel that way with a lot of this shit. Like, M Mike and I were just talking about this yesterday, and it's like, it's even, you know, because we were bitching about fucking records sure, you know, yeah. last week, and I've been bitching about it, but, like, for a couple of weeks. But it's like, it's even more insulting when you go into a record store and they have no fucking idea what, it, what any of this stuff is. But it's easy enough for them to fucking yes. just turn exactly. on, a, turn on, you know, go to Discogs, type it in, and be like, "Oh, that's how much it sells for." They they couldn't tell you what it is. Exactly. They couldn't tell you the significance of it. They couldn't tell you fuck all about yep. it. And then you're the fucking mark. Exactly. So that that is, and say what you will about this character trait, it's probably a bad one to have. But because I see the same thing in vintage, it's it's in vintage clothing, it is absolutely all consuming because. Yo, big fucking surprise here. Most people that are into clothes and who build their personality around clothes as if that's like a real interest are the least interesting, least cultured, most deeply fucking annoying people you could ever conceive of. And so you have these kind of peoples, people, the Cadens and Jadens and Aidens of the world, <laughs> right, who have... By mere chance of their fucking upbringing, their surrounding, and their access to money have the coolest collection of, like, vintage band shirts you could ever imagine that you would kill to get your hands on, priced at three, $400, you know, whatever the market is on them, who couldn't tell you a thing about what they fucking are. Mm. And there are a few things that make me want to, like, put a mask on and wait for a motherfucker in a parking lot like that phenomenon does. And the exact same thing applies to records. If I go into a spot and it's run by a bunch of fucking squares and there's a cool classic like hardcore seven inch on the wall that they have $300 for where I know for a fact that not a single person who fucking operates this location knows anything about it. It makes me want to rob the place. Like yeah. I hate it. And that's the other thing too. It's like if it's a, if it is, collectors who like deeply cherish the things they have and they're pricing things appropriately and it's changing hands among people who appreciate it. That's one thing. But to just have these people, these fucking culture vultures who are taking advantage of like an ever widening swath of people who have the means to pay premium prices for things they don't know or care about. It gets me, I'll just say it gets me in a fucking mood real quick. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, these things, whether it's a fucking fucking Pokemon card, yeah, or a fucking record, they're meant to be used. Yeah, exactly. If you're fucking exactly, dude, exactly. No, if you're fucking buying it and putting it, exactly. No, they're meant to be fucking like the shirts used. that the shirts that I fucking get. I don't care if I got a five hundred. And again, just to be clear, everybody, I don't spend five hundred dollars on shirts. I wouldn't do it. But I'm saying if I have a shirt that I have shirts like Cocktoo Twin shirts and stuff that I could get five, six hundred dollars for. Mm. I'll wear them to a fucking hardcore show and jump off the stage in them. They're a shirt. That's what they're made. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to wear them. And you're supposed to listen to your fucking records, you know, and you're supposed to display your fucking toys, whatever the fuck else. Like, that's a thing that really, really irks me is like the sort of the stagnant, sterile collector. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just fuck you. 
Fuck you preserving this thing in amber and not using it for what it's meant to be used for. Listen to your fucking record if you buy it. Like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, audio espionage. I knew it's it's a comp on Action Records. Yeah. From like fucking 96. Uh-huh. It's Bastard Noise, No Fuel on Neptune. Okay. That's what that fucking track sounds All right, like, there, that there phone call. There you go. Um, okay, we got me- one message. Uh, do you guys fuck with any cool bands from Palestine? I only know of some EDM artists from the West Bank. I have no idea if there's any kind of punk or metal scene or even one-off bands from there. Also, would you consider doing a hardcore from Unexpected Places episode on the Patreon, comprising places like Eastern Europe, Southeast Asia, Middle East, Africa, etc.? Yeah, that's a that's really a good idea. That's a very good idea, yeah. We, we, we talk about that sure. when it shows up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we've never focused on that. I'm not For aware sure. of anything from Palestine. Palestine. No, I'm not either, and like... Uh, this is just I'm just venturing an educated guess here like the population of Palestine is not particularly large they're highly highly densely populated in what and I understand that this is like a media buzzword right now but I think is a fairly accurate assessment an open air prison in many places of that country it's been since like 2007 yeah exactly no um, one in or out no one in or out at like, the total fucking mercy of you know yeah like you literally can't cross like it's psychotic right so um, and, and the regular people are just like stuck there, like literally stuck. You can't leave. Between. You can't even flee the country. Right, right. right? You know, like what I stuck mean? in the middle of this shit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, my guess is that the conditions of day to day life in Palestine make it such that being interested in and starting a band are probably very low on the priority list of the vast majority of people. Which is not to say that uh, that subculture can't emerge from very unlikely places in which there is in, in extreme poverty, conflict, etc. That happens. We've seen it happen many places. But Palestine, I, I, it would be hard to overstate the, the degree to which conflict and suffering has shaped the lives of most people there over the course of the last 75 years. Yeah, and I think that if you're talking about a punk or a hardcore band, like yeah. I think you have to get – like get away from the idea of what punk and hardcore sounds like and more like maybe what, what the, the fucking spirit of the thing spirit is. of the thing is because yeah. there's there's a certain amount of of like luxury and convenience ne- like a exactly. baseline level of luxury I think yes. that is necessary I mean look look where it fucking started yeah exactly you know like in, yeah. in hardcore in America right? right yeah 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 um so I, I I don't fucking know and I also don't know like on, honestly like I'm not really hip at all to like the here in the states too we get so like like we're pretty much like getting all of our information funneled through one hose on what's happening sure. with the middle east right yeah yeah right and so i have no idea like anything about like the culture on the ground sure what day-to-day life or anything is like i do know that you know certain bands had to leave the middle east to fucking do their thing sure yeah you know right um yeah so you know i I, so i don't even know how receptive culturally that shit would be on the ground so so here's the other thing i'm gonna say right is that uh palestine is currently you know hamas is the ruling party there if that's what you want to call them um hamas is an islamist paramilitary organization essentially uh and i just got to tell you we're equal opportunity haters of religion oh, yes here. uh an islamist universal re- haters of god yes universal <laughs> haters of god indeed an islamist regime not traditionally super uh 
super liberal in terms of not not traditionally chill in any way. Not tradi- That's a great way to put. Funda- you don't even fundament- have to- fundamentalist <laughs> regimes. Yeah, actually, fundamentalist here's the thing: regimes. the word yeah, yeah, yeah. fundamentalist and the yeah. word regime right, yeah, yeah, are yeah. pretty much mutually exclusive with any concept of chill. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly right. That's as deep as we need to go on it, right? But yeah, notoriously unchill, I think, is like the most succinct way to put that. Right? It's just like there's, I think, the likelihood of things emerging there that um, express any sort of uh, like dissonance with the like dominant cultural paradigm. I think some of that's there's a, some likelihood that some of that shit is probably actively suppressed. Right? Yeah, I have so. to imagine if you're a regular person on the ground, your whole fucking life is wa- is walking on eggshells. Yeah, between like opposing ideologies. Yeah, yeah, that you just happen to be a victim of, of circumstance. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. That's my answer to that question. There very well could be a better, more comprehensive answer to that question that actually answers it. But to my knowledge, I don't know of anything coming out of there, and I would be surprised uh, if it existed. So. Uh, On that note, we'll call it for the evening. Thanks to everybody who listens, and we will catch you on the next one.